0: Hey, it's Grant. Before the show starts today, I want to tell you about Hangover Destroyer. Hangover Destroyer is the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. If you like to drink at night and be able to think in the morning, one shot of Hangover Destroyer lets you have all the fun and no side effects. Go to Hangover Destroyer's website, that's hdestroyer.com, write happy hour in the coupon code, and get 30% off your order of Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. uptown new orleans hello i'm grant morris happy hour as part of the family of shows on the podcast network it's neworleans.com brought to us in part today by petite pet care if you're going out of town or you have a schedule that keeps you away from home the folks at petite pet care understand that some pets are fine going to a kennel or doggy daycare especially if they're a dog but others prefer the comfort of their own home for loving care when you're not there petite pet care are the folks to call and you can find them at petitepetcare.com when you walk into a bar in new orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's gonna be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limo or just got out of jail, they're gonna be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleanians in a bar. In this case, we're at Wayfair on Ferret Street. I know I've told you many times on this show if you're a regular listener, that Wayfair is a restaurant and bar that serves handcrafted food and spirits where Chef Kevin White puts fine dining into a sandwich. And what I normally say at this part of the show is, and if you think that's some sort of a bullshit slogan, I'll tell you something about Chef Kevin White. Well, I'm not going to tell you anything about him today because he's here himself. Chef Kevin, Woo! hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Now, what I normally say is that what you've done, you're, you're a fine dining chef who's moved here from New York and you put fine dining into a sandwich. Yes. Which is an accurate description, correct? <laughs> Very. And I see you've bought a sandwich for us all to try today, or brought, I should say. So tell us
1: about what it is. And I think that that will give everyone the idea of what I've been talking about all this time. Today's sandwich is a melanzani, which is an eggplant um, lasagna, more or less. And what I did was take the idea of the eggplant lasagna and put it on a sandwich. So it is a fried eggplant with fennel aioli, um, salsa verde, uh, zucchini, squash, fresh tomato, basil puree. And then Mm. on top of that, I put my house-pulled mozzarella. I make my own mozzarella. Oh, my gosh. Everything in house from scratch. As I'm sure you've mentioned before, from potato chips to pickles. To uh, I do my own charcuterie. All my meat on the meat board is made in house. So everything is very much from scratch. Wow. And uh, on that, that sandwich is put on. I failed to mention this raisin brioche, mm. which gives it a nice sweet, oh soft, buttery texture. Get oh, out of here. God. Okay, we have tell to try it. Tell me, a bit. <laughs> tell
2: me how um, how long it takes to make
1: mozzarella. mozzarella. Yeah, it's about a half hour to 40 minute process, mm. depending on how fresh the Curd is the mozzarella curd, right? So you work from this basic block of uh, unhomogenized cheese, okay. and what you do is pour boiling water on it, and you start pulling it until it becomes homogenous, wow. and uh, then you just squeeze it. Uh, yeah. Mozzarella comes from the verb "mozzicare," which mm-hmm. means to cut. Yeah. So you actually you pull it to get it homogenous, but then you actually cut it with your finger mm. um, to make the bowl. You make the bowl, cut it, and that's how you end up with your mozzarella. Mm. There you go. How to make mozzarella in one easy amazing. lesson. It, try it at home. Wow. So here we go. Here's
0: the sandwich to try. And even if you think that description sounds like you might understand what it is, wait till you taste it. So what I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to introduce you to my guests sitting around the table here. They're all called Sarah. So <laughs> don't worry about distinguishing one voice from another. Every single person sitting at this table is called Sarah and also just waiting for one other guy called James to show up. No, Jason, I'm sorry. Jason to show up. And um, in the meantime, try Sarah Jane. Try some of the sandwich. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. I know, it is. Doesn't it look awesome?
3: This is kind of
4: like everything of my favorite.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) Everything that you've ever wanted in a sandwich. Other two Sarahs,
0: try that.
4: It looks really good, but I'm a vegan. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you have some vegetarian items (laughs) on your menu.
0: What do you think, Sarah Jane? This is Sarah Jane McMahon.
4: I want the other Sarah Jane. I'll take a chip. (laughs) This is
0: Sarah Jane Quintana, and this is Sarah Riga, who's sitting in for Andrew Duhon. Oh, my God. What do you think, Mm. people? That
5: was delicious. Graham, Mm. you want to try a bit? Wow. What do you think? Awesome, right?
2: With the the pesto, the basil 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 aioli, is it? Basil puree. Oh, my God. And then the the fresh fresh... the fresh mozzarella it looks
0: great. It. That is amazing. There you go, Chef Kevin. Very another good. triumph. Thanks. Congratulations. Very good. Thank. thank awesome. you so We're much. We're going to finish it off. So, Sarah Quintana, you're a vegan
4: for the most part, but every so once good. in a while, I eat my grandma's crawfish uh, bisque.
0: Thanks, Kevin. You do. What? How often?
4: like Christmas, but she just turned 90, so it's a rarer treat, but I have a weakness for Louisiana seafood, particularly with my family.
0: Okay. Now, where is your family from?
4: Louisiana.
0: What part of Louisiana? Up north somewhere?
4: Well, my grandmother's from Bayou Goula, which Mm. is in Plaquemine Parish, and she moved here in the 30s to go to nursing school at Hotel Dieu. Oh, wow. And my dad is from New Orleans, and my mom um, grew up here, but she's from Puerto Rico, where she was born or raised or something and she traveled all over and her people are from Nova Scotia. Oh
5: wow.
0: Well that really is a polyglot mix. You you have
2: people from all over. But French mostly. Well that's
0: something of your family. Let me tell the rest of you about Sarah Quintana herself. Sarah's a New Orleans singer-songwriter with a background steeped in jazz, folk and popular music. Sarah attended the New Orleans Center for Creative Arts and graduated from Loyola University with a degree in English and French. And these days, splits your time between the U.S. and France. Is that because you learned French at college?
4: Well, I was telling Sarah Jane that I Move play in. with a saxophone player in France, but this summer I didn't go to France, and there was a lot of strikes in the performance industry. Right. So really? So I actually just, I think I traveled a little bit in the region, but I duked it out.
5: Like
0: rock and roll musicians are on strike?
4: its It's not quite the same as our system. If you are a musician in France, you're considered like... You're not self-employed. You're intermitant, which means you have a job. You have social security. You have all the rights of anybody working in any profession in France. It's very socialized in that way.
0: You mean if you get up in a bar and play in France, you get health insurance?
4: Basically, it's a lot of paperwork. The downside to being intermitant. Do you
0: have to be any good? Could I do it? (laughs) I mean, I I would love to do it. I can play three chords. Yeah. Sarah, you play, I fr- could do you play, you wrote Fred, f- Crackhead Fred, the big hit from do, middle school. And you could
2: do yeah. the, uh, you know, dance could, moves in the back. Music. Yeah. Roger Rabbit. And we get and health running insurance. Running Man. Hell
0: yeah. Awesome. Okay. You
4: might have a shot, but you have to play 40 <laughs> gigs in like a seven month period to prove no that it's your livelihood.
5: No problem. Oh.
4: We and then that. you have to basically fill out a lot of paperwork. And yes. I
6: love paperwork.
5: If you can meet all the requirements. Sarah can fill out the paperwork for us.
4: But their system is becoming more like ours. So a lot of the rights and the benefits to what, being what a performer. Just, what do you mean like or that or do You
0: mean totally fucked up?
4: Well, I guess the reason why the performance industry was on strike is because it's not just the performers. It's the sound and light engineers. It's the technicians. It's everybody that has anything to do with production. They're all the same statue, intermittent, just like here we're like. Intermittent. Intermittent. Which means a performer. Sarah Jane, you speak French, don't you as well? Of course. Can you say that word Une next? Intermittent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell it?
4: I-N-T-E-R-M-I-T-T-A-N-T.
0: Into what does but it I mean? But I think
4: that they, in this battle, I oh, think that they... The sandwich
0: back again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they okay. ended up oh, not
4: canceling everything because the festivals and everything depend, you know, the cities and everyone depends so much on all these jazz festivals in the summer. Yeah. So it's not just, even though...
0: Well, hang on a sec. What are they going on strike to get? What do they want?
4: They want so to sorry. be treated as um, equals, I guess, meaning the same benefits, social security, just as much vacation, just as much health coverage and... You're Other a musician, and you only
0: have to play, pay f- play forty gigs a year. It's not quite a year. And you get year. vacation.
4: It's hard to I mean, compare their system
0: ah, to I'm ours. I am moving.
4: That's we have cool. a completely different system, but over there, I know. it's respected. It's normal. Just like being a waiter is respected. It's like it's totally a respectable profession that that you work. Well, I'm. You should be I respect fairly. musicians.
0: We all respect musicians sitting around this table, don't we? Everyone respects musicians. Absolutely. Yes. But we don't expect them to, to get a six. How many weeks vacation do you get if you're a musician? Everyone in weeks? France
4: gets the same vacation, whether you're a musician or not. The government. It's like six. The six government weeks withholds crazy, your right? salary, so that you have a check and you have a, a train ticket to go on vacation. I love that. And a train ticket? They make you go on vacation. That. You don't have a choice. What it's for fuck your fuck health. What are you talking like, about? The, the government withholds
0: your salary as a musician.
4: It's part of your health. I'm
0: an interpretive dancer in a that. in a bar. I'm I'm dancing behind. Crackhead Fred song.
4: Yeah. True. 40 gigs a year. But you can't I'm be on your feet all the time. You need to go relax on beach. the beach. You need to drink a little
5: a Mai Tai. You need okay. to play on Okay, we're the all beach. moving to
0: France. That's the end of that question. Deal. <laughs> and did the how did the strike work out? Well, did they get what the they wanted? Well, the
4: strike didn't work out that well. And unfortunately, the French system is mirroring the American system in a lot of ways. Things are becoming privatized, not to poo-poo on corporations or to say that I have a certain political affiliation. Do you? Are, you, are you
0: a socialist?
4: Mm, I, I don't think I'm a socialist, but I do, I'm i a human doing, and I like to make my life human as doing. wonderful as possible oh, okay. and the lives okay. of others as wonderful as possible. Okay. I think everybody deserves health, education, and an equal chance at success. I'd, yes.
7: like, I'd like to join the human doing party. Yes. Well, <laughs> this is,
0: this is Jason Williams, who's actually a, a
7: politician. So
2: Maybe he can make that happen for everyone. I could
7: mm. be the face of the human doing party. I yeah, like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wanna I'll you? join the
2: human doing party right now.
7: Wh- what is Sign it? me up. It's what a nice
0: it?
4: looking face, y'all, too.
2: It's a, yeah. he's a beautiful Jason man. Jason is a handsome guy. He's a guy. very handsome young, <laughs> young yeah, <thank> lad. You. <laughs> Let me look finish. That,
0: look look, I have got to finish these introductions here. Hang on. I'm going to tell you some more about Sarah Quintana, who you're sitting next to, Jason. Uh, normally, there, she was saying she travels around France with Raphael Embert. Is that his name? Who's a. A saxophone player, apparently, correct? Amazing. Amazing. Amazing saxophone player.
4: Yeah, he does a lot of fusion with classical and jazz. So one of his most recent projects is Mozart and Ellington arrangements. Oh. And his last one like was Coltrane Malington. and... Um, Mozart, uh, Ellington, Duke, Ellen, what was it? Um, Bach and Coltrane. Oh, so wow. he, he has these string quartets play Bach, and then he does like John Coltrane-style free improv. Oh, wow over it and it's just it's
0: gorgeous. can we listen to this I dude's music somewhere is it on youtube yeah. most in, definitely we, he's we very well, well
4: known over there
2: he Raphael plays m bear i-m-b-e-r-t
0: who's well, I, I have yes, a question
2: Sarah. in france I, I traveled in france for a little while after college the food is just exquisite they have you found that did you find that they put so much time and effort into That's their food. That's a question? Food. I don't know. Do you like it's the food in France? Climate. What kind of a it's question amazing. is that? <laughs> you that make it's amazing. You made my ridiculous. mouth water. Of course. The baguette. Try that sandwich. Try it's that unbelievable. Sandwich. You want I want to I move there food. just for the food. Are you? I'm moving
0: there for the vacation with my interpretive dance career. Okay, so here's the deal. Sarah's played across the country from Lincoln Center in New York to Jazz Fest in New Orleans, and her latest creation is called the Delta Demitasse, a partially written and partially improvised piece of music that pays homage to or homage, I suppose I think it's French, right? Homage. To the strength and fragility of Louisiana's traditions and wetlands. So that's pretty interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute, shall we? Sure. That piece. I want to introduce you now to the other people around the table. Here's Sarah Jane McMahon. Hi hello. Sarah Jane. Hello, Hi. hello. Everyone's called Sarah or Sarah Jane. In fact, everyone's <laughs> We're called, all
2: Sarah's everyone's with Sarah. an H. very
0: confusing. Sarah Jane McMahon is a New Orleans native whose career as an opera singer has taken her around the world after earning including France, correct? Correct. I yes. was just in France. Or were you?
3: In Aix. Aix en Provence. Uh, was yes. everyone on
0: strike? Were you on no. strike?
3: No. <laughs> you were able I to survive,
0: okay?
5: I
3: was singing in Italy, but I was on vaca- i vacationed in France after. En oh vacances. Yes.
5: Very nice. I
2: want to hang with these girls.
5: I know this is a <laughs> just star. I vacationed started. in
0: France, we're, and then this one, I'm t- just traveling We are totally uh, oh out of God. our depth here on today's show, Sarah. After earning a bachelor's in vocal performance from Loyola University here in New Orleans, and a master's in vocal performance from Yale. Sarah Jane was selected by a renowned tenor Placido Domingo. How do we pronounce that? Actually? That's correct. Placido Domingo. Yes. To perform with him at the Los Angeles Opera. Boy, that's an interesting sentence. How did he, <laughs> how did he find you?
3: <laughs> well, after Yale, I actually I just basically applied to um, audition for him. And never in my wildest dreams did I think I'd get an audition because there were like 700 applicants. Right. And then they picked 50 from that. And I thought I was going to get to sing for him, but they tricked us. And of that 50, they picked 12, and only 12 of those Africans got to sing for him. But luckily, I was one of the 12. So I sang for him, and then he asked me to sing with him in Los Angeles. So, wow. out of, so it was kind of crazy. Out
0: of 700 people in yeah. the United States of America who auditioned... I don't know how that happened. Positive, you're number <laughs> one. Well, because I, I you would must say be I was awesome. No,
2: I don't be <laughs> humble about it. Tell us the truth. You That's are impressive. number one <laughs> out of know. 700. Well, no.
3: I mean, I think he probably picked two others as well. Uh, and so what happened to those <laughs> two? Well, they went to Mysterious. Washington, D.C. Oh. And okay. he, he picked them for Washington and me t- for Los Angeles.
0: Oh, my God. So. Well, how amazing. Wow. And since then, of course, you've also performed leading roles with the New York City Opera, the Munich Philharmonic, the San Francisco Symphony, and you've performed on broadway at lincoln center and carnegie hall oh my wow That's how about unbelievable. that can you believe it i know we are really really honored to have you here but <laughs> you. but it says here that your favorite performances are at home with the louisiana philharmonic oh. and new orleans opera Absolutely. and your favorite role is mommy to 9 month old Caroline. Oh. Right. <laughs> and wife yeah. to New Orleans attorney Brandon Briscoe. That's one lucky guy. Brandon oh, Briscoe. I'm, yeah.
5: I'm the lucky one. Really? I am. How yes.
0: did you how did you end up marrying an attorney of all things? Oh yeah. Not a conductor or, <laughs> or something like that.
3: I I think because he's a wonderful attorney but he has wonderful hobbies of photography and gardening and you know he loves music so he has an artistic side to him he his um major was journalism so he's a wonderful writer and even though he's an attorney for his profession he he just really appreciates what i do thank god i never thought i'd find someone as well. I'm sorry. Did he go to Loyola No, as well? no. He went to um, UNC in uh, Chapel Hill mm-hmm. and then George Washington University.
0: Wow. So what happens to baby Caroline while you're off at Lincoln Center? Oh,
3: she stays so. with grandmother. Okay. Grandmother and Grammy. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm fortunate that both my parents and his parents live in town, so we have a lot of help. And town. That's,
0: so you still have a bit oh, of a
3: twang. I, I see. Yeah, how unfortunately. Long, how long are you <laughs> no, away for? Well, the- um, since since she's been born, um, the longest I've been away from her is five days. But I have a trip coming up that's two weeks, and I'm already very anxious about it. Oh. I'm she worried can't about leaving with her. You. Well, she does normally, actually. But um, since since she's getting a little older now, it's just easier for her to stay right. home with my with my mom in New Orleans. You can make up
0: for it in lullaby. Though.
3: That's right. Oh wow! That's Could okay. you imagine
0: being sung a lullaby? That's <laughs> your mom. I was thinking about oh it. wow! <laughs> yeah, that's the voice of Jason Williams, who is a New Orleans native as well, and also an attorney. Do you do you know? Sarah Jane's husband?
7: I, I've heard the name. I have, as a matter of fact. Well, I, I took great I offense when you said, how on earth did you marry a lawyer? Oh, I know. <laughs>
0: and I sh- I've, I've already been worried about this show today because I thought whatever I say, you're going to be able to out-talk me. No. Yes.
7: I'm, I'm, I'm spent. I just left the city council. Oh, really? I've got almost no words left.
0: Oh, my God. Thank God for that. Or maybe I'll have a chance. I was th- well, let me finish this and I'll tell you what I was thinking. Uh, not only is Jason a New Orleans native and an attorney. He's most visibly, as he mentioned, a New Orleans City Council member at large. So that means you represent everybody, right? That's correct. So Jason is your council person, wow. by the way. I, okay. It's I a am,
7: pleasure. I am all of you's employee. You. Okay. So
0: <laughs> let's go around the table. What's what's your problem? Potholes?
2: Oh, my God. I oh, live hard. in Lakeview. Definitely oh, wow. Lakeview. potholes. So not Pot. streets, huh? Potholes. No
0: problem. What's Street. your problem in Lakeview? Yeah. Are you, is pot-holes. that Orleans Paris? They're often, potholes.
2: They're horrible. I, have you ever seen a smart car? One of those mm-hmm. little... You can literally fit an entire smart car into some of the potholes in Lakeview. She's Beach. right. I She's swear. Right. I'm serious. Okay. Sarah
0: Quintana, do you have anything you'd like to bring up with the council member? No, no complaints at all? Um, but about the human doing issue?
4: I'm sad about shootings. Yeah, that's really a big sad. human doing issue. It's hard to keep your head up yeah. when you have to live in communities and wonder if your neighbor or their children are going to, you know... Have a safe place to play.
5: Do
0: you think the city council can do anything about that? I
4: don't know. And I'm worried about the river and about the wetlands. But I think that's more of a state issue. That's more of
7: a state issue. With regards to crime, though, uh, I think that is a city council issue. I think it's a a poverty issue that we haven't addressed in a very, very long time. Probably 22 decades, at least. Um, Anytime there isn't a lot of opportunity and there's no... Uh, no chance of opportunity and no, 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 no path to get there, then you're gonna get frustration. Um, and that's what's happening. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I mean, the police chief says that crime shootings are down, murders are down, uh, but we have more shootings than ever. Um, sex crimes against women are higher than ever. We have one of the worst sex crimes units in the, in the country. Um, so that is, a, that is a, a city council issue to hold those people accountable. What do
0: you mean we have one of the worst sex crime units? You mean the cops?
7: The cops. Uh, we, we, our, our, the rate and incidences of, of, of sexual assault is rising in New Orleans and other places it's going down. Um, and then you, I don't know if any of you have heard the incident at the country club. Uh, very recently uh, a woman was assaulted. Um, she was given a date rape drug and the police officers kept her on the scene for six hours and did not take her to the same unit for testing did not treat her like a victim so I mean that's a problem but it's poor training uh leads to poor prosecutions which means someone will be left out on our streets to reoffend so I mean that's an issue wow. that we can deal with
0: so who's responsible are you responsible for that
7: uh the police chief is responsible and I'm responsible for making sure that your tax dollars work right. so we're paying him and uh if he's not getting the job done then I'm responsible
0: well, how long is the police chief going to be giving a, like a blank slate to keep going. Think? I, I think that slate is,
7: I think that slate's about up. Um, if, if um, you know, we, we I was talking to my press secretary earlier, we, we were talking about uh, the fact that, you know, a few years back, the New Orleans Saints were known as the New Orleans Aints. Mm-hmm. We were the worst, one of the worst teams in the country. Uh, and now we are one of the, known as one of the best teams in the country. Uh, well, that's because we are one of the best teams
5: in the
0: country.
7: <laughs> it is because we've got the right coach.
0: Okay. And so I yeah, think we need a change good. in leadership. Like, there you go. good. I like good answer. how you put that, yeah. yeah. But how is it going to happen? Because the mayor seems to be intransigently holding on to. He is.
7: Uh, the city council, though, I can tell you, is not. We, we, uh, we're a different body. We see it differently. Uh, we did not hire him. Uh, we're not pleased. With the performance, so with five okay. votes, we can make a change. Can we really? Yes. So
0: five council people have to just, oh, I thought the mayor hired the police chief at his pleasure, but he not can, He
7: can uh, veto five votes.
0: Wow. And how have you got five votes? I think so.
7: There
5: we go. Wow. Okay. Breaking go. news <laughs> here on Happy Hour. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Wait, Listen to the rest that's
0: of this thing. Uh, that's at Wayfair. That's at Wayfair. So, Jason um, Williams. Jason Williams was a, t- as a trial attorney as well who has a reputation for taking cases that are deemed unwinnable and winning them. And that reputation is well-earned, I suppose, because it's true as well, right? Uh, do. I,
7: I do take uh, some of the toughest cases around. I've actually tried some cases with Graham. Our uh, producer, Graham DePonte, wow. used to be an
0: attorney before she gave it all up to produce this lame-ass podcast.
7: <laughs> oh, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Blow,
2: blow. <laughs> isn't la- that crazy? Not lame at all.
7: She, she, no. Once you accomplish everything you can accomplish in one field, you move on to the next. Uh, that's true. <laughs> she did <laughs> it. We would, right.
0: we, I don't know how. It's, we would not have a show without Graham. That's for sure. She puts this whole thing together every week. So but,
5: did y'all go to but school But she's
0: overqualified there? by, like, you know, she could be doing what you're doing. Yeah. She could. She's a trial she, attorney. She
7: absolutely could. Yeah. She could, be a, she could be a judge. She could be on the council. So she's she's one, of the sharpest, I maybe, know. one of the sharpest people I know. I
0: know, and we've got her working for us. It's incredible.
7: We're very lucky. I know,
0: we're so lucky. Aren't you are
7: a lot more than I do. I'm jealous.
0: Really? Well, <laughs> you am. can come hang out with us every Thursday down here oh, at Wayfair remember. if you'd like. <laughs> So, and also it says here that you uh, you work for the Innocence Project, which you've uh, gotten people off. Sarah likes that because the, the human doing party is part That's of the Innocence Project. That's why I want to be
7: the face of the human Human doing party. I have,
2: I have, a, human doing I have party. a friend
4: that was um, released from solitary confinement
7: oh, wow. three
4: days before he passed away, Herman oh, wow. Wallace.
7: I remember Herman Wallace. And
4: I'm so happy to meet you.
7: Yes. Well, I can tell you the Innocence well, Project t- is trying to... I've made to at your make, benefits,
4: too,
0: before.
7: It's, it's a good party. Yeah, it is. But it's a party for a purpose. I mean, we have been able to exonerate a number of men. I mean, here in the South, we've got uh, an exorbitant amount of people that are sitting in jail for a crime they didn't commit because of poor police work, uh, shoddy prosecutions, uh, bad prosecutions. But the Innocence Project, New Orleans, has helped to undo that. Um, But I think we're going to have a big change in the DA's office very shortly. We're working on a a prosecutorial integrity unit that will go back and look at old prosecutions to make sure uh, so that once that evidence comes out, someone doesn't have to sit in jail another five years Mm. and lose more of their life.
0: Wow. That's amazing. That really is amazing. You're really doing some amazing stuff down there. I'm part of the human doing part. Human doing. <laughs> hey, talk about human doing. Sarah, what about playing us a song?
5: Well,
4: it's perfect because my friend Jackie introduced me to Herman, and she um, did the project, The House That Herman Built. Yes. And it's such awesome. an inspiration in my life. And I wrote this song the day that we found out that Herman got hey, released. Wow,
0: I'm excited oh my goodness, to hear What's this. it called?
4: It's called Almost Free.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. I'm <laughs> And he was in jail for a long, long time, that guy.
4: 43 years in
0: solitary 43.
2: What was he oh in jail goodness.
4: for? I don't even remember because it's so irrelevant to who he is and his legacy. And I, I'm sure it was something silly that you can look up on the website. But that's the funny part about becoming friends with inmates, their people. And a lot of their cases, if you look at the files, it's pretty silly. I mean, with no evidence whatsoever. Just complete ridiculous Um, Stories that you hear uh, and then you get to know these individuals and find out how beautiful and interesting they are and how much of a load that they carry so
0: imagine being in jail for 43 years for something you didn't do
4: imagine being like that's
0: almost beyond understanding but
4: he's he was such a great um thinker and philosopher that he was able to put it into context of the greater good and to make a change, a positive change.
0: Well, we got a song out of it oh, by the time of it. So I'm so like humbled a song to play Herman. this
4: song for you guys right now. <laughs>
6: Why don't you bring heaven down for me, little songbird, bring heaven down? Why don't you bring heaven down for me, my darling? Almost free
0: and you can just play for another 45 minutes.
4: I'd like if Sarah Jane would sing one. Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. about that. So
2: we had Sarah Jane, now let's
4: get Sarah Jane.
3: Sarah Jane, did you?
0: what made you decide to sing opera and not sing something like that?
3: Oh gosh, well, it's a good question because I never wanted to sing opera. You didn't? <laughs> no, I did not. In wow. fact, I, yeah, How did that start out? I was determined not to sing opera. Um, well, I had grown up as a dancer. I did a lot of musical theater and tap dancing was my big thing.
5: Wow. So I didn't okay. want to do
3: opera because I didn't think I was going to be able to dance. Well, then, exactly. There's
0: not much tap in opera. Exactly,
3: here. no. I'm still waiting for that tap dancing opera to be written for me. But, um, but then in college, basically, I got a scholarship to study voice. And my parents, uh, I'm the youngest of three girls. And so my, my dad said, oh, no, you're going to stay home and go in state to school. So I didn't, I wasn't rebellious. So I just said, okay. So I stayed home. I went to Loyola. Long story short, that's where I met my voice teacher. And my freshman year, I fought doing opera. I did not want to do opera. Then my sophomore year, he said, Oh, come on, audition for the opera. So I did. And then they gave me the lead as a sophomore, and I was just wow. hooked. Wow. It was such a big What it was, was the
0: part? What was the first role you did? It was called The
3: Elixir of Love. And I was Adina. And um, it was just the biggest challenge of my life because it's, okay. it's so difficult to sing, you know? So, So that's how it happened. And then I just, I was stuck on
0: it did you discover at some point that you're supremely talented at it did you were you shocked <laughs> to find that out I mean you must well, be one of the.
3: I mean I, I've, I've sung my whole in life but I it wasn't I guess I don't know I feel like when you're in this career you can never think you're too good because <laughs> just there's so always so someone there's better than right, you I suppose there's, and there's, there's been incredible opera singers in the past so and it's so competitive and but, but yeah. you're in
0: the you're in the sort of a-list uh, leading role I, I hope so fortunately <laughs> I,
3: I still have a, a nice career so hopefully it'll keep going
0: <laughs> but do, do any, does anybody in New Orleans know who you are and you can go to the supermarket and no one knows who the hell you are right? the
3: paparazzi yeah. follow her I mean every once in a while I people stop me and say how do I know you you look familiar and so <laughs> I I usually say well I'm a singer and I was they, La Traviata they, connect, they can, right they connect the dots yeah that's one of my favorite roles
0: is it yes mm-hmm. really It's because it's the most challenging.
3: Right, right, of course, second to being
0: a mom. So when you take on an opera, I mean, you do, from what I understand from other people I've seen, just when you read the program, you know, Mm -hmm. when they say, you do this, you do one opera for a couple of weeks somewhere, you do another opera for a couple of weeks somewhere else, and one's in French, one's in German.
3: Exactly. How does that work? Well, it's, it's difficult because you're constantly trying to memorize different languages. And, I mean, I have so many different roles in my head, most of which are at least 300 pages long. So you really hope to do that same role again in the future pretty quickly so you don't forget it. Right. <laughs> but, um,
0: but you speak French and you no, speak German. You just learn it phonetically?
3: Well, no, I've had, I've had training in French, Italian, Russian, and German. I know it's crazy, but I don't. I don't speak all those languages. What but part of New
0: Orleans are you from? Metairie. <laughs> Metairie. There's nobody in Metairie that speaks Russian, French, German, and Italian. I don't think.
3: Well, You're the only the, one. Well, I don't speak all of them, but I. I can. You speak them enough to it. be able to do an, yes. sing an aria and a yes. whole. Yes. Well, I know how to pronounce it phonetically, and then basically I'll have to memorize what it means, so, right. so that I can act it. Right. But it takes it takes a while. But it's I, I tell everybody you could do it. I mean you could you have to be pretty good. You have to be pretty
7: so I could not do it. Like you, that. you could. I, I could, I could totally. not sing in English. Well, you might not Me be neither. able
3: you might not be able to sing it per se, but you, you could memorize it if you had to. You just have to really put oh, you the time in. could memorize an
0: entire opera.
3: Right. It's just it just okay, takes well, a lot what, how, of time. How long does it take? I mean, I've done it in as as little as two weeks, which is, is wow. crazy because I've I've like I've re- wow. I replaced um, someone who was on bed rest, and I did one of the hardest operas. It's called Ditsfag, which is the dwarf in German.
0: You played the part of a dwarf. No, I was the princess. <laughs> <laughs> I was the princess. Okay.
3: Who received a dwarf for her 18th birthday? But um, wow. but that was probably That's the, the kind hardest of role. It's a hard present you don't get these days. No, it was weird, but you one of you can't give dwarfs. No. I, and she was really mean to you the dwarf. You can't even find terrible. a good dwarf to buy uh, anywhere. Uh, in I tried
2: looking. <laughs> and it's,
3: Where would you buy a dwarf? The human
0: doing party might have. Yeah. A clue they're not about
2: around that. anymore. They're, they I don't even extinct. think that I don't
0: even think the word dwarf is an okay word it's to say. Probably no. It's, not.
3: It's, that's it's not, not PC.
0: Right. I think it's that's all like all right. retarded and various other words you're not supposed to use. No yeah, about. but
3: that's actually the, the literal translation of Dicksberg. Are they magic in the in the opera? Oh Ro- no, no, he's for real. What, what happened? It's because the princess has everything else that she could ever imagine, and so oh. she, for her 18th birthday, she they ask her what she wants, and she's a spoiled rotten princess, and so she wants a dwarf, and she basically oh, no. is very mean to the dwarf. I mean, it was. This would be a great it movie. Was, it was. It was a. Wonderful acting challenge, dwarf. but I felt
4: horrible oh, after every show because what happens oh at the god. end is the dwarf turned into a prince.
3: Oh
7: Did they get married? He died <gasps> He
4: dies with a broken
5: <gasps> heart. Oh
4: my god, that's
3: horrible. Oh, so she's terrible. Such an awful
0: she seduces opera. him and, she, and then she rejects him. That's
2: she doesn't No,
3: it's nothing, not sexual. It's nothing like that. She's like not a feel
0: good opera. It was just
2: you're just crying. It hurts my heart to think about it.
7: you walk out the door? you?
3: What, baby? It was a it was a, a good, a good growth experience. Pre-Disney for me, days. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Somebody but anyway, I learned yeah. that man. in two weeks, and, two and it was—it's by Zimlinsky, which is a composer you never hear of. And, no ooh, kidding. I guess hard. after the
0: dwarf, who's <laughs> going to hire you again? Where's he from? <laughs> is that Zimlinski? Russian? Uh, no, German. German. Yeah. I think
3: I think he's. Where German, did you yeah. do that
0: opera? Where I did
3: it in New York um, at Bard Summerscape. It's a, a wonderful mm-hmm. opera festival. Oh, God, you must
0: have some uh, incredible courage. Just to be able to get oh, up oh, there on stage. Ner- I still get nervous.
3: It fir- but.
2: Can you remember the first performance in front of a huge audience that you can think of uh, that uh, just made Gosh, you- well, that
3: was back, I mean, that was back when I was like eight years old. I was oh, wow. performing at the um, Petite Theater and She was like, Rivertown was a baby when I was singing to a sold-out Jesuit High School, yeah. I did all those shows. So, No, but well, I still jizzier, get right, nerves. It doesn't matter how much yeah. I've performed. It's... I, if I don't get nervous, then I get really nervous. Yeah. Like, why am I not nervous? And do
4: you still get nervous, Sarah? As well? It depends. I get more nervous in intimate settings like, like this, this than I do in front of I stages, because there's more of a go yeah. to work and less of a like, yeah. bury your soul. Well, this is
0: very unnerving. I mean, when <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at this the photos on our website and or on Facebook, <laughs> you will see whistling around a little tiny table, intimate. shoulder to shoulder. Well,
4: it tells you a lot mm. about people's personalities. You know? Yeah, like singing for my dad? Yeah. Scary. And he's my dad, so of course he's going to tell me, like, the truth. Mm. Singing for our audience and selling CDs and being polite to tourists is easy compared to singing to your family. Because you might never see them again. (laughs) The tourists, (laughs) not your family. Maybe that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, they give you a tip and you understand when your dad gives you a tip it's like baby you really need to work on this like does your dad know
0: anything about singing he comes
4: he's just he's hilarious he's like the funniest person i know um he's just so honest and he's he's looking for a joke at any expense his expense your expense anything
7: so yeah i like that i appreciate that
2: Jason, do you still get nervous when you get on stage and make a speech or something like that?
7: Uh, I do. I get more nervous in trials, right? Uh, because so much is on the line.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and you're still a practicing attorney. I am.
7: Okay. Uh, but yeah, so much is on the line. Um, but you know, when you're in front of people and you're fighting for what they need, um, it's just like anything else. Once you start, it's about the fight and it's about finding success in that moment. So. It, it goes away pretty quickly.
2: Being a part of the city council, it's kind of like, were you ever in high school part of like student council and stuff like that? Is that how this all started? Um, I and
7: was. Where would you was, go to high school? I went to high school at Woodward Academy in okay. Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and I was uh, class president and all that stuff. I knew at, it. At, at Tulane. But I was pretty much uh, resolute in the fact that I did not want to be involved in politics.
2: Really? Yeah, that's pretty sure. Not at
7: all. You didn't want to be in politics. What did it? you want to do? You just wanted to be, be a... Practice law, be a dad. I was just pretty uh, convinced that uh, it didn't work. Uh-huh. It was locked and gridlocked and horrid and distrustful. But at the end of the day, it's one of the few places you can affect the greatest amount of change in the in the fastest period, yeah. and so I, I thought I would try it, and I, I think it works. Yeah. But it, it is, it's counterintuitive. Uh-huh. You know, a lot of times people say, "No, we can't do that." And you say, "Why?" And say, "Well, we just don't. Yeah. We never have. We've been doing it this like, well, way let's, for 20 years. Let's you're that. like, well, it's not working. You're like, yeah. look, you know, our streets are broken and have been broken because we've never figured out a creative way to deal with water, yeah. like Portland and Amsterdam. Yeah. It's not impossible, but we've got to do it differently. We've got to be willing to change and evolve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I So you know, tell I, me
2: this. You met the love of your life in college or afterwards?
7: No, wife. no, later.
2: Later on? Later. So you were attorney and where did you meet her? What does she do?
7: Uh, she's a veterinarian. Uh, how did y'all meet? White litter night.
2: So, romantic. you might have been throwing back a couple cocktails and you saw her and you said, Mid-a. Hey, hey girl.
7: Might have. How's it going? <laughs> I would probably know more details if I Hey no, lady.
2: <laughs> and how long have y'all been together?
7: Uh, God, a, a while now. Real.
2: How soon into it did you know that she was the one? <laughs>
7: um, you, you didn't tell me these questions were going to be just proven. Uh, well, I thought you don't to <laughs> go I would well, have sent no, no, you all the questions. No, no, I thought I would marry her when I met her. <laughs> You knew? I thought so. Yeah.
2: She's the one. Do you have pets?
7: We do. We have a pit bull named Waffles. Oh, Waffles. The pit bull. Okay. Waffles. Waffles the pit bull. <laughs> that's a good thing about marrying a vet is you never have to pay those vet bills. Ooh. Oh, you pay them, brother.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you
7: pay him. Are you going to run for mayor at any point? <laughs> I don't know. I got, I've got a pretty difficult job to do right now. I want to get this <laughs> yeah. one done right. but uh, when does But when, like when does you. Mitch's
0: term expire? It's in a
7: couple of years or oh. what? Uh, Three in uh, three oh, years of change. Unless he runs for governor or starts that. to help Hillary campaign for oh. president. Well, so there might be an early opening. Sure.
0: Would he no. appoint someone then, or is there an early election?
7: There, there, there would be um, a vote by the city council to elect the president or vice president of the city council. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's going to be an interesting. Well, there's a lot of interesting things going on. <laughs> yes. Backstage there at City Hall.
7: Can I pivot from City Hall? Just yeah, one minute. yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is a political pivot. I just have to say that song was beautiful. and was. And, and you know, Herman Wallace gained his freedom and died within hours of gaining that freedom. So that song, even more so, like the way you... It was, it was haunting, and your voice was magnificent. Because I, I guess you knew him, which adds a whole... Another component, I just, I have really had, I mean, that's, his life uh, affected me in a great way, the fact that he held on uh, as long as he did, um, really just to get a few moments of freedom.
0: Yeah, did you work on that case?
7: I didn't work on the case.
0: Well, I don't think he was planning on dying two hours after he got out of
7: jail, but he was in pretty bad shape for a a long time before his freedom was even uh, within his grasp. Yeah,
0: but there was a long; this case went on for a long time. I saw a documentary about it. Right, there was a film. Jackie's
4: really instrumental in popularizing his story because of Herman's House, the project to build his dream house. Right. Herman, even while he was dying of pancreatic cancer in um, the Elaine Hunt Correctional Facility was able to instigate some reforms for how they monitor the health of prisoners in solitary confinement. So wow. even while he's sick and worried about getting out and where he's going to go, um, thinking it's totally impossible. Like, it really was a miracle, thanks to Judge Canizero that he turned over that stack of papers and saw that file and decided to act. I don't... We. No one knows. No one knows how it this Was that happened. random? It was a total... To us, just waiting and waiting and waiting. This. This could have happened legally years ago. Mm. Should have. Should have, have yeah. but it's one of those things. So why that,
0: did he get found guilty, Jason? Did he have a bad attorney? Or? I mean, there's
7: a yeah, thousand different the reasons. There's, there's cheating by police by the police and there's cheating by prosecutors. There's a lot of pressure to win a case. Closing a case. There's that, that, that um, the Ruben Her- Hurricane Carter, the, mm-hmm. the, that story. And then the police say, we're looking for two Negroes. And Ruben Hurricane Carter says, any two? And typically <laughs> nice. that's that's the case. It's not about righting the wrong. We're it's back, about closing we're the We're back
0: case. at this point right now. Yeah, we're we talking are. talking about this now. All across we America we see these cases coming up Absolutely. all the time now. And, and the, the, really, the
7: really disturbing part, because a lot of people go, it's like, well, not my issue, that's, that's not me, that's not my family member. But your family member could be the, the victim mm. of the real perpetrator who is left out to reoffend because you just closed the case?
0: Well, tell me something then. What is it about human nature? What is it about someone who just wants to win a case at the expense of putting another person, part of the human doing party, is putting another human being in jail? How does someone, how do, what goes on in someone's mind some in the justice system? Live with yeah, how do you live with yourself when you're that way person? That,
2: and there are a lot of lawyers out there that, sure. I mean, they just want to win cases sure. and they don't care.
7: It's a culture. It's a culture of how how you define success, right? I mean, we've got more people in jail in this state than anywhere else in in, in the civilized world. But our crime rate is higher than any other place in the civilized world. So certainly we can't suggest that the way we're doing it is making us any safer. Mm -hmm. But the, the thought process that we're tough on crime, we're closing cases, that thought process it, it, it's a it's a broken paradigm but we're, but
0: we're not making any success in real terms if people are killing each other or killing and we're putting the wrong person in jail for it I mean how is that helping anything other than making someone saying what is the psychology of a guy who's a lawyer or a woman who's a lawyer who wants to just put someone they know probably is is not guilty in jail just to have a st- statistic that says we're winning when I mean, what, what goes th- on in the yeah, heart I don't of think it's like the
4: psychology of one person. I think it's a cultural psychology that you need to take a step out and look at historically what we have to deal with in the South. And Jackie Summel, who did the project with Herman, is working on a website interface of compassion and punishment. And I did the music for it, and mm-hmm. we're work- it's going to be up, climateofchange.org. Basically, you can look at the date when Eleanor Roosevelt decides to like abolish, um, okay, it's really interesting to make so many parallels, but plantations and the way that they arrested blacks in the South right after slavery was abolished pretty much became penitentiaries. So labor in the South relied on penitentiaries, and all of the plantations that remained in companies relied on labor. So we're living in a situation that's much older and much more complicated than we think. And it's also a lot easier to understand how wrong it is when you can meet somebody and talk to them and feel them and see their hum- humanness. And that's one thing that's hidden in all of it. We don't, we don't get to look into OPP or see into solitary confinement or know what it's like to grow up in these neighborhoods without books or pencils or toilet paper in the schools unless you go over there and look. And it's not... It, like I grew up here and as integrated and friendly as my community and my neighborhood was all the other neighborhoods I was told not to go in by people of many races like you just don't go there and if things are are uh, reinforcing otherness on so many levels systematically how are we to know what the difference is between acting in a way that seems culturally okay when it's actually really
7: not she's spot on I mean if you look at the slavery system and you look at um, looking um, immediately after slavery, the end of reconstruction and there were sheriffs and justices of the peace that would snatch a guy up and charge him with a crime of trespassing when he was basically leaving work headed home and they would lock him up on trumped up municipal charges he'd have to post a bond they knew he couldn't post the bond that person would then sell him to a farm that person would say, I'll post his bond form. he'll work it off. That person would then sell him to U.S. Steel or a coal mine where most of them died. Right? So all of these major, very wealthy men in the Northeast who benefited from coal and steel and whatnot benefited because there were people who were literally sold into slavery by another name and that has never really, the prison industrial complex has never really changed. A number of of, of black males that have been in jail is higher now than it was during slavery. And, and you look at the, the things that are produced in the prison industrial complex, there's a lot of money being made by this free labor. Okay, so, so the purpose is green, maintaining free labor. Right.
0: So, how do we change it? What would be the one thing well, we could do to start the change?
7: Stop over policing public schools, stop over policing poor neighborhoods. Um, I can tell you right now, I mean, I grew up, they were on Ferret Street right now. I grew up down the street, at Tulane University. There are more drugs, good drugs, all kinds at Tulane University than any housing project in this town. But there's never a raid on a dormitory. But we're policing a people rather than policing a drug. So the drug war, in effect, is more of what Sarah was talking about in terms of of, of, of how to... How to Co- commoditize rather human beings.
0: What well, if we legalize drugs? Would that? I don't think it hurts. Would that stop all this? Is I mean, that what it's all about? Drugs? Is that what people are killing each other I
7: mean, I, and I, being to,
0: imprisoned? Or what most there's a lot of people in jail on Trump drug charges or
7: wasted. The what? murder rate's very low in Amsterdam. I just yeah,
4: <laughs> I think what we're doing right. right now is the most effective, and that's what Herman said himself. Like you have to just talk to people and let them know. If I never met Jackie and I never met Herman, I would have gone on thinking that bad people sit in prison. Mm-hmm. And now I have friends that are in prison who say the same story, I was walking home from work, I got arrested, they asked me for $10,000, I didn't have it, my mom didn't have it, I pleaded not guilty, but I, ha- I got arrested with no DNA evidence, for et cetera, et cetera. Like it's, it's crazy, but it's not. It's really, it makes sense if you look at it, and look at Jackie's website climateofchange.org, you can see the dates. You can see Eleanor Roosevelt fought against this, and when she outlawed this um, giving of blacks who are arrested to prison complexes right. to work on farms, when she outlawed that, it was the week before Black Friday. America has depended upon slavery for its success, and economically. and well, the whole and country was
0: built on slavery. Built slave. on slavery. Yes.
4: This is a huge national problem. It's not just New Orleans. And I know we have, like, a lot of violence and a lot of cultural diseases, but we also have one of the most beautiful cultures in the world, and it's good to emphasize, like all of the amazing things that we have here too, and not just talk about the bad. This is something that we would be promoting and enhancing, and tourists would, even like we could sell this to the mayor as part of the bring tourists to New Orleans. Like re- reform the prison industry, get those eighty thousand African Americans out of solitary and there's
0: 80,000 80, in, in, in America In America,
4: right now in solitary confinement.
0: How many in Louisiana do we know? I
7: don't know the exact number. Not I that think. it matters
0: what the number is really. It's higher. It's higher than any
7: other uh, state.
0: Well, and I captain. love the
4: show Orange is the New Black too. That's a great
0: show. Oh my gosh. I love it. And the, are the prisons owned by private enterprise?
7: Some of them are, and those are the largest ones, because there's a lot of money to be made. Right, in fact, we built more new jails in this country than, than we built new schools. I mean so think about that think about that's the fact true. that we're spending more fact. money to house people rather than spending money to uh, empower them empower yeah. them to not yeah. go to jail.
4: It's expensive. It's, it's like, like the Matrix. matrix.
7: It is. The red Sarah,
0: pill or the blue pill? Sarah, we're running out of time. So, what about another song, do you think? What are you thinking?
2: Are you guys feeling that? I'm yeah. feeling it. Yeah? We want one more. Okay.
0: What's it going to be?
4: Ooh. Something kind of funky.
2: Well, everything's these, so important. What are these I sticky think.
0: notes on your guitar about? It's
4: a Stevie Wonder quote. What is it? What's it It says, At the end of the day, it is up to you to perfect that gift that you've been given, put your spirit into that song. Focus on the words that you are singing. Get into the experience of what you are singing about and sing your heart out.
0: Hey, oh, nice. is that true? That's cool. You believe in that too, Sarah Jane, right? Oh, That's yeah, your I life. Need to
4: write
3: that on my well, piano. Sarah's going to give her sticky to <laughs> yeah. S- Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. You
0: know what? A lot of people would have that tattooed on them, but you just my wrote it on the inside. My tattoos are
4: on the inside.
0: Oh, oh, oh okay, I like that. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Okay, what's the song?
4: I'm going to do another original song, and this one is called uh, Wednesday by the Sea, because I really want to go to the beach. It's also a ballad. I feel like I'm not trying hard enough. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it the just best comes
7: way. natural. Because you're that good.
4: But you want to be like more involved. Sometimes you just like when with opera, you have to be super attentive to your to your whole body to make sure that you're letting it flow, you're breathing, and
3: yeah, it's a, it's kind of a different animal. Yeah, so but m- you're so natural. It's oh. beautiful. I was gonna I ask know,
7: if you were at the beach, if you were on vacation, would you pick up your guitar and play to yeah. yourself? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. pretty awesome.
3: See, Definitely. it's not—it's not the same with opera. Like you don't do my, that at the My dudes? husband will always say, I'll well, <laughs> just go warm up in Central Park." I said, "Well, it's, you don't—you don't really do that as an opera singer. You right. just don't go, right. Yee, you know, in, in <laughs> Central Park." But um,
0: cool. do you sing uh, at home?
3: Oh, sure. Right. Yeah, it's mostly practicing though, and, and so my baby at looks home. at me like I'm crazy.
0: So you have to—you <laughs> practice by yourself at home. Oh, absolutely. The day. Could
3: you give yeah.
2: us any little
0: like what, any you, little thing?
2: Uh, Maybe a little like no, like no, what like, like a high note? Could you if teach
3: you us a warm just up? Just
2: like a ooh. Sure. Something, okay. So my, so
3: basically one of my warm ups. I'm am kind of loud. I don't know if I. should. No no okay. no.
0: Chris will fix it.
3: Okay. So I guess I do. And then you keep going up the scale. Why don't we all do it?
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Jason, you and I should try it first. Okay. <clears throat> I I couldn't do this one is your note, note even. E- I couldn't even do one note. Yes, you can. No. So you got it. E, e, e
3: no, no, no. E, 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 e. You're, so you're singing a harmony. I don't know, at least <laughs> you're in the chord. <laughs> <laughs> He's don't, in I don't, the chord. I, do I don't
7: know. I can do that. I'll take e, it. E, 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 cool. I want to
3: get a little something going between these two. Oh, e,
2: e. E.
5: E. E.
3: E. Y'all sound That's great. That's beautiful. No.
2: Just one more time again okay it's just one
3: more note. it's just you <laughs> and then you just go up the scale oh you <laughs> want. you just keep going up wow
0: just keep going up like no problem yeah,
2: yeah just, just you know just
3: going, going up <laughs> just keep going up. <laughs> up no big deal no What big are those,
0: deal. those notes do you know what those notes
5: are
3: uh i don't i only have relative pitch i don't know what that note is <laughs> i mean is, is, is it that the is scale it when you start is off an, is it an e is it an f or is it i don't know I don't. I don't. I don't have
0: perfect pitch. So when you read uh, music, you're reading a piece, and an you're e. practicing. Right. Isn't it? You an know e? Yeah. Oh,
3: well, see, an e. I'm, I was pretty close there. You oh, okay. I was close. I was right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when you
0: when you've got a piece of music in front of you, yes. And you've got a job coming up in two weeks or something. Yep. So you have to practice this piece. How do you know what that note is? I mean, because oh, I, I play says, piano. Oh, you do! Oh, yes, okay.
5: God, oh, yeah. there
2: we go. So we got you it. left that out. out. piano opera. Well,
3: I play piano, but I have a, a basically a pianist who will come and play the the score for me oh, wow. while I sing along. And do so you have a staff
0: of people? No. <laughs>
3: My she people. has people that follow well, her. Do you have a pianist? Do you have an yes, agent and a manager and all this stuff? oh, yes. So you she have has a whole, people that... Yes. There's
0: an whole organization behind you.
3: Yes, you kind of need to have that. a dwarf. For credibility.
2: And but, but most of it... Oh, that geez. follows her around. Most of it <laughs> is
3: is word of mouth and just different <laughs> conductors you work with. And but they're not calling they're you up like and saying, s-
0: Hey, are you free on a oh, yes. December 2016? No, that's
3: what they do. Exactly. They call you personally? Yeah, sometimes they do, yes. Or do they call your assistant? Sometimes they call my agent, but now a lot of times it comes through me because it's, it's all networking it's just right. connections and so you're in now everyone's got done. your phone oh, number she was so. number
2: one in the entire no. world
0: I know. <laughs> for singing in Domingo thinks she's in one LA. of the greatest singers in the world so yeah. who would well, argue with that I'm glad
2: that y'all think so
7: <laughs> I do <laughs>
2: I'm in Me too. I'm in.
3: <laughs>
7: She's gonna be the singer for the human doing Human
2: doing right? part. Do you want to
4: make a crossover record? Sure. Yeah.
2: Well,
3: I do, I did just actually do what I consider a crossover record. It's called Blessings and Silver Linings, and it's a it's an album of old standards. So it's like somewhere over the rainbow. Oh, and love, cool. Do you know what it means to miss yeah. more Yeah. And, oh, I love you all, Rose. Ooh, so that's I do, my I love that. I do so. sing other songs besides opera. But so um, blessings yeah.
0: and silver linings are, are not two opposites.
3: That's Well, the reason it's called that is because Count Your Blessings instead of Counting Sheep is on there. Uh-huh. And then Look for the Silver Lining
0: ah, is also on there. So that's I how see. I came up with the title. So you have recordings. You can, I do. We can buy your recordings somewhere. We'll steal iTunes, them like most people. Yeah. We can steal them off the internet. Are they on, I, I, I are they on, on YouTube? My, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I have under three. Sarah Jane McMahon.
3: Yeah, I have a sacred um, album. It's called I Thank My God, and a Christmas album, album called Night of Silence, and then this latest one, uh, Blessings and Silver Linings.
0: Night of Silence, like Silent Night, but. And that's sort exactly of German translation. But
3: that's exactly what it is. It's um, it's a basically a duet of this song, Night of Silence, and Silent Night
7: together. Oh,
5: okay. yeah. So look at you. I'm, I'm you right on it. Knew. I'm you like a music knew. scholar. You are.
0: Jason, <laughs> do you have, do you have any albums out that we can buy if you're <laughs>
7: I'm going to start working Pits. on it. I'm going to start working on it now. We'll do a mashup, a closing yeah. argument, and the speech yeah. Yeah. and mash yeah. them together. Good idea. we
0: are mash okay. up. I like that. And, and Sarah Quintana, you have records yeah, that we can steal can off the Google internet. You can Google me
4: and go get them on CD Baby or iTunes and Buy Mio and YouTube and all that.
0: And just before we go, which we have to do right now, but just tell me one or two sentences about this piece that you wrote. Oh,
4: So the Delta Demitas is yes. out on DVD and it's a fundraiser for Gulf Restoration Network. It was a artist residency housed at Studio in the Woods, which is a two-lane program, and performed at the Contemporary Arts Center. And it's a series of videos using water to make music, and interviews with botanists and people who know a lot about the river, and about what we're facing as far as preserving the good and making the necessary changes to do that, and also what we've already lost.
0: This might, be, this might be the super coolest bunch of people we've ever um, had on the serious. show, I think, Sarah. You know? uh, it
4: really
0: is. Everyone's doing something absolutely yeah. incredible.
2: They're big time. We have some what big time to people us? in
0: here. We're just like two losers. We've got to do I know. something. <laughs> I've got <laughs> to start singing around I'm, the world. Well, we i got to France. I'm gotta moving to France to, to be an interpretive dancer. I mean, that's my for God. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us. Thank you, That's been happy hour. Sarah Jane McMahon has been our guest. Jason Williams and Sarah Quintana. Three Sarahs and three Jason Sarah's. I think that's what we have to call three the show three Sarahs probably. and a Jason <laughs> this was wonderful no, thank it. you it's been great come on back everybody especially after you're uh, after the mayor or we get rid of the police chief <laughs> whichever Hey-o. comes first our show is produced by Graham DuPonte our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe Christian Unruh is our music director and Joshua Brown is our music coordinator the theme song that you're currently listening to was written and is being played by Mitch Foreman and the fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by Pre-Sonus Audio Electronics for more information about their wide range of sound recording equipment, check them out at presonus.com. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit upright for about an hour and talk about politics, <laughs> opera, French labor laws, and anything else. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website, where you can also check out plenty of other happy hours to listen to. And our other shows, we do Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pagek. true to the game with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canata, and Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker. Keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other times sucking social media you have nothing else to do. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show and you see what we all look like on itsneworleans.com and on Facebook. Those photos are taken by this gentleman to my left, the fabulous, talented, and always gorgeous Douglas Engel. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Swell, or some other podcast app that you prefer, stop everything right now and take a moment to rate and review us. That helps other people find us. Thank you so much if you manage to do that. Our show was recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, home of the handcrafted food and spirits where they're putting fine dining into a sandwich we proved that once and for all today with that awesome sandwich amazing. that Chef Kevin bought us. Happy mm-hmm. Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. for Andrew Duhon, who is somewhere around the world. Sarah Riga, who's sitting in for him. I'm Grant Morris. On behalf of everyone sitting around the table here at Wayfair and back at our INO office, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next time on
7: Happy Hour.